We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Hello, all you beautiful gamers. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Zan. Hello, hello, Jake. <sighs> you know, it's one of those days where I just wish the people out there could see our lead up into starting the podcast because I feel like it's really something special. Out yeah, there. yeah. It's a bit of a behind the scenes. Maybe one day we'll do behind one the of scenes these footage. Yeah. They'll get to see all of our crazy talk as well. We hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind Podcast every single week, same day. We recap to all of you guys a bit of a lengthier style to all you audio listeners and YouTube listeners, the crazy stories out there. Uh, anything to say off the bat to all the viewers? Yeah, real quick. Hey, huge announcements out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, hey, we are looking for a brand new content creator. We're looking to expand the team, grow into more esports games, more scenes, and do more interviews, just really like grow the channel, grow the platform overall. So by all means, if you really see yourself finding a <clears throat> home at esports talk, being just like Jake here every single day, sharing the news with the good people, by all means, check out the website esportstalk.com for information on how you can apply to be our very next content creator. And also gigantically behind the scenes this past week, we did our first ever unboxing for the Ooh. PO Box. We have done other unboxings, but a first uh, official start to a series of unboxings Thanks to all of you guys who sent stuff to the P.O. Box. Besides all of that, though, uh, if you guys want to join me as a content creator, you know, feel free to apply, and let's get it rolling with this week's Esports Rewind podcast. That's it. And the first thing I want to talk about, Xana, for this week is a pretty crazy one because we've seen a dramatic rise of a brand new BR throughout this year, just back to March, that being Call of Duty Warzone, which is obviously taking over the world of Battle Royales, I think by a lot of eyes out there, overtook Fortnite, or is at least on par with Fortnite, and still somehow 
has made its way into the news because it does not have an anti-cheat and hackers and cheaters continue to be a just a gigantic issue for a game that is still gigantically successful. And I hate to see this, especially because it's <clears throat> Activision making this game. And Activision has literally all of the money in the world. <laughs> they have so much money. Why not fix this basic issue that so many other games at much lower budgets seem to fall, solve like out of the gate? Yeah, and it's something they obviously did not think of out of the gate. And mm. uh, although the game itself does not seem rushed because it was such it is such a great game well a lot of okay bes- besides the hackers and cheaters it's a great game obviously a lot of thought went into the game it's one of the best it makes this current call of duty modern warfare the best selling call of duty of all time mm-hmm. so obviously quite a bit of thought went into the game yes things can be improved here and there on every game we talk about um, yeah, but well, you know call of duty has like a lot of like very i'd say it's right in there in the same cap at campus like fifa and madden is like minor issues that they don't feel the need to fix because they know the game is going to sell the well audience regardless. always comes back to yeah it. exactly i'll give you that yeah. point but also this past quarter reports finally coming in and just shy of two billion dollars in revenue from mm-hmm. microtransactions alone for activision blizzard i believe reports are now saying around 600 million of that from call of duty Warzone in a single quarter I mean, that is just, like you said, gigantic money and still somehow cannot solve the cheating issue. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about, though, was the opportunities that Warzone has brought into the scene have been pretty remarkable. You know, we talk about people who have now joined esports organizations. Um, NRG Huskers, one of the top Warzone competitors, has also offered jobs to all of your favorite former Fortnite streamers. You know, the only reason that your favorite streamer is not playing Fortnite is because Warzone is around. And then very lastly, just jobs for, you know, ex-Call of Duty pros, former Call of Duty pros, and current Call of Duty pros in their offseason can now all come over to Warzone and compete for substantial prize pools. Which is all amazing to see. And I think Warzone has a lot of potential in the industry. I think we've seen fantastic results from Warzone. As you said, Energy Huskers have been amazingly successful with Warzone. I think Warzone is going to be a core part of the Call of Duty franchise going forward, just as much as Zombies became a core part of Call of Duty as soon as Black Ops released in the first, like, you know, in those first days. Yeah. I think uh, the the main issue that Call of Duty has to solve here is finally taking a second, stepping back, and addressing a lot of the problems the community has here with hacking, with a lot of minor bugs that really should have been fixed before this title ever saw a public light. You know, we see a lot of, like, very simple things that in a lot of other AAA titles would have been solved that slipped through the cracks here, which is very possibly because Call of Duty is such a broad game. It has a lot of aspects to it. But I think there's a lot of things that couldn't be addressed here. Yeah, and certainly so as we slowly approach the release of Cold War as well. The synergy between Modern Warfare and, of course, we have Warzone now being attached to both those titles. The synergy will continue once everything is finally released. It's going to be interesting to see if they run into any other substantial issues, which, I mean, we can almost expect... I think it's almost guaranteed at this point because, I mean, they said Warzone, they want it to be their ongoing property in Call of Duty. They don't want to make a new Warzone every single Call of Duty title. Yep. So there's almost guaranteed to be issues when you bring over a Cold War weapon into Warzone based off of, like, you know, modern warfare. It's almost guaranteed you're going to run into problems. Yeah, it's going to be freaking insane to see. Yeah. Obviously, Warzone has achieved a lot of success so far. Yes, like any game out there has a lot of backdraws. Yeah. We will see how they do once Cold War approaches. 
All right, Jake, this is more of a talking point for us, uh, as well as many of the community out there, as I've been watching the esports community recently and how, of course, many organizations are leaning into Valorant. Many teams are starting up their own Valorant rosters, really, you know, getting involved in the scene. But a very unique aspect of Valorant is that so many top tier, very well-known organizations are getting involved with fully female rosters for Valorant. We now have Dignitas, Godsent, Cloud9, as well as as uh, Gen G is the most recent one with Bumble to announce their own female exclusive Valorant roster. And my question to you is, why do you think this change is coming? What is Valorant really the game that could bring the female audience and the female professional scene into, you know, the mainstream audience or like what, what's going on you, here? You know, that's a really good question. I think now more than in, in recent times, I think I maybe have seen this for a time with CSGO. Mm. At one point or another, females had that, you know, that moment. Okay, is this the breakthrough time? Uh, we had a team, I believe Team like Secret and then Sictus, uh, Juliana from CSGO and Zaz, those females from Counter-Strike and of course Dignitas female. Dignitas, of course. They were the most well-noted female roster in Counter-Strike and they had that time where okay, is this it, right? Is there mm. going to be a breakthrough? And then of course it comes down to can they compete at the male events or the all, all-inclusive events where they bring in males and females. I think now more than ever, ever since then, we are seeing this with Valorant. Of course, Cloud9 White has been, you know, doing very, very well. They're expressing how dominant these females can be. And with the Cloud Nine White signing, and of course the other rosters you announced, Genji now teaming up with Bumble as they have done in the past for Fortnite female rosters. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I've also heard rumors about CLG picking up a female roster, notoriously known, notoriously known for CLG Red from the Counter Strike days. So I don't know if this is going to be one of those movements where it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the jab and then they fall off, as we've seen time and time again, unfortunately. Or can they be persistent? Yeah. I don't know, but it seems like Valorant's finally given that chance again, and I just hope that you know it can, we can make the most of it. I think we both know very high-level female competitors in the esports scene. I mean, our close, uh, our mutual friend Chantel, even like she's amazing fighting game player, right? Like I think a lot of female players have their space in the scene. I think I hope that Valorant could be the breakthrough game, like you mentioned, that could really bring a lot of these people to the forefront. And who knows why orgs have this level of high belief like out the gate, but yeah. hopefully it pays off for them. I think esports history has been riddled with a few uh, mm. female breakthroughs every now and again. Gaguri from uh, Overwatch team definitely yeah. had a breakthrough moment. I think Who has now lost her spot in, yes. the, uh, in the Shanghai um, Dragons. So obviously a lot of these moments might seem like people just moments in time. Can it ever be persistent? I don't know, but so far from what I've seen from Cloud9 White and the announcing of all these other rosters, this is the start of something new, and so we'll see how far they can go with it, and I, I'm all for it. I, I love those kind of stories, so Same. We'll see exactly how well they can do and uh, how far they can go. All right, guys, before our next topic, a quick few words about our sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike any other site, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it very fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now and use Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. 
And now that football is back in full swing, you might not be the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all your great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts and now back to the podcast and i got a little spicy one for you zan oh, I don't, hot you, takes hot takes coming gonna, in not, okay not from me because okay. i'm not a spicy guy <laughs> okay, i, I okay, tend yeah, to yeah. avoid controversy yeah. orange chicken and panda express like that's so that's the spice level oh, we're dude, operating okay, at like chill, yeah. chill. It's, it's rice and hamburger every single oh, okay, day i'm a very okay, plain okay, guy oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way i try i'm a fragile man okay, okay fair enough, um, fair enough. so thanks to all you viewers out there who send me clips and so actually kind of a breaking story for the podcast is i ask to you we have someone who is now currently in this quarter the number one female streamer. And now a recent clip from a recent stream of 100 Thieves Valkyrie has stated that her contract comes up in December. Uh-huh. The giant question I have to you with no background details, no context, do you think 100 Thieves are able to re-sign 100 Thieves Valkyrie? I, are they able to? Yes. Will they? Yes. I think Valkyrie has established herself as enough as a part of the 100 Thieves brand that I think they're 100% going to be willing to like really go all in with her, really try to make her a mainstay with 100 Thieves. Yeah, I, honestly, I, if you guys have not seen the clip, I'm sure I'll have a video on the channel sometime about this. Just based off her initial reaction, I think mm. I think it's I, I, you're 100% correct. They have that little creator family. Now, right. yes, these are some big creators, but when you think about the initial creators they did sign, I don't know if you can actually, if you would leave them. Courage obviously left Optic Gaming to join 100 Thieves. Is that going to be his final home? You would like to think so. Even with, I would actually ironically compare Valkyrie's blow up with Among Us. How long can that last? What will her next game be? But it matters right now. The numbers she is drawing are insane for all creators out there, let alone female streamers. And so it kind of does reckon the question of courage with his time with optic he blew up with Fortnite, right mm-hmm. and now optic was going through a bit of a downfall themselves during that time but he was there for a very short period of time blew up with Fortnite, and then joined 100 thieves so my question to you would be you know is there another organization that can fill that void for valkyrie who is now currently and still blowing up I don't know if there's any. Is that, there a next step? That's a very fair question, and I'd say uh, absolutely. A lot of other organizations would probably be able to fit Valkyrie's needs. Like you know, they'd be able to like you know make stuff work. But I think Hundred Thieves has become a true home to Valkyrie, and I think she's not going to see any particular reason to leave them, especially because I'm sure they've been treating her very well so far. I mean, they've been supporting her. They've been. I'm sure they've been compensating her appropriately for everything that she's brought the team, and I'm sure they're willing to do even more. Now, considering her recent growth, I don't see any reason for her to go anywhere else unless she was starting her own independent, like, you know, business. Which, yeah, uh, who knows? Unlikely at this stage. Yeah, especially when it comes for, like, her own esports team or organization. And especially when it comes to, if you're going to talk about top entertaining brands, it'd be if you're going to leave 100 Thieves, where do you go to? Like a phase? Phase, yeah. And that's not her personality or branding. Absolutely not Ray. This is the discussion I freaking love, man. I I don't think Ray is leaving 100 Thieves. Mm. I obviously don't know the details of the contract, but that will be up in December. So we ask all of you guys, will 100 Thieves be able to keep Valkyrie? Oh, I think it's Valky Ray. Which sounds yeah, so- it is Ray, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I should probably just say Ray. I always say Valkyrie. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I've noticed it a couple oh, times. I don't no. think people have ever called you out oh, on it. 
I think it's Valkyrie, 100%. Rich, yeah. You should call me out, dude. No, no. You sound like an idiot. All right, this is another speculative topic for you, Jakey boy. I love boy. Me some speculation. Yeah, just because I love to, I love to have these conversations with you week by week, you know, just on what's going on in the scene. And one of the most recent incidents is a lot of sports stars, celebrities, athletes starting their own esports organizations. Insane amounts. Yeah, it's Can't ridiculous. Keep up with them all. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 considering I'm not a traditional sports guy, I only know that the sports Super Bowl happens because it's relatively around my birthday, and that's literally the only way I know it occurs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the trailers. The trailers. I'm are a cool decent too. sports guy, so I'll, yeah. I'll even oh, you out yeah. a little bit. So, so you can you can tell, at least tell me the rules of some of the sports. Yes, yeah, that's I, about I, it. I have no idea for ninety percent of them. So hit me up though, because we have had. I mean. It's just whether you call them soccer or football players, but it goes beyond that. NBA yeah. players, MLB guys. I mean, it, it seems if you are a sports manager for one of these players right now, you are in your guy's ear saying, "Yo, esports are the thing. Esports makes a lot of money. Sign Maybe you should try that out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we just in the recent, like the past two weeks, we've had Casemiro. Uh, it, I, I apologize if I don't pronounce that happen. name cor- correctly. Yeah, from the uh, soccer slash football scene, and we're, we're American. We've already been through this. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah but we, I feel like we every single time we need to say sorry. We're sorry. We we are from America. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Casemiro. We got Dion Walters from the NBA uh, or Waiters. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, we've got. Uh, David Beckham himself from, you know, yes. the soccer scene. D-Beck. Like, D-Bex. Yeah, that's the boy right there. Guild Esports, baby. Yeah, yeah. The Big most money. confusing org in esports oh, right now. We love now. him. Yeah, we yeah. love him. I'd love to talk about him. And at this point, I got to wonder, is this just a fad of athletes seeing how much money esports is making right now? Just the other day, we were talking about how most of these organizations that get announced by celebrities, athletes, never make it past a single roster that really doesn't see any success in the scene overall. Is there a future for athletes being involved in esports at this level? I think there certainly are. I don't know what those opportunities might be. Uh, mm. I think of all orgs out there, FaZe Clan probably has the most ties to entertain. I mean, that's not even probably close. But if you're going to include artists as well as entertainers and uh, professional sports athletes, FaZe Clan probably has the most ties. I would love to eventually one day talk to them. You know, if they, of course, we have LeBron's son. Yeah. Uh, little, Shout out Bronny. Little, little Bronny, you know, already <laughs> been in the news quite a bit ever since joining FaZe Clan. I don't mm. know what that partnership is, right? You know, what that mutual benefit might be. You have have phase clan make all of these partnerships with these sports guys and of course these sports guys investing probably decent amounts of money i don't know what they want out of it right do they have enough money where it's like ah i have a little side i was gonna say a little side piece <laughs> sounds wrong side hustle side hustle little, is what you're looking a little for, side yeah. hustle that yeah. i don't expect money back on but i can go up to all my boys and say yo i got a fifa team like uh-huh. or like you know if, is that kind of what they want out of this do they see it as a long-term financial benefit or is it kind of a cool little thing to say i have that because there are people people out there who just have a lot of money and are like, I want a little trophy, a little a little side thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can both say like, you know, in our brief conversation with Juju Smith uh, in, in leading up to our coverage of his uh, org, we saw that, hey, that's one guy who really actually is a gamer who believes in the future of esports or wants to be involved in his own esports org. But when you look at people like <clears throat> D-Bex, like, you know, he really doesn't seem too deeply invested into Guild. And I think going forward, my main thought is, okay, so are all these people, you know, they're just looking at esports as one way to bring them some gratification one way or another, whether that's, you know, clout to their friends or money, just, you know, to add to their war chest. What, at what point do you think we hit a, 
you know, a, a maximum level of too many celebrities, too many sports stars opening up an their oversaturation own sports. Yeah, of sports exactly. stars. Yeah. I think that time will come. And yeah. then maybe then we'll find these sports stars realizing, okay, I don't want my own esports team, but yeah. I want to join one, invest. invest in one, yeah, yeah. which we've already seen as well. I think there is a, a stark difference between people, like at least right now, what DBEX mm. has done for Guild has been gigantic. Obviously, oh, he's getting a, a gigantic financial return out of that as well, but it's very different from what Juju is doing. Mm. Um, and we've only had the chance to speak to one of those guys. So I don't know. I think it's very subjective for each individual sports star. And I think as the years do unfold, we'll see exactly what their ideas are. Um, but I think for, at least from my perspective, a lot of these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. And so, you know, fielding a FIFA roster for, you know, maybe six figures a year is not too much of a hit. And it's a cool yeah, thing yeah. to talk about. So we'll see what their future plans are. We obviously greatly welcome it. We'll see which of these sports stars can actually pull it off and make it something bigger than what it is now. Here's hoping it's Juju. And a very last and short story out there. I wouldn't say it's trouble for FaZe Clan, but mm. it is definitely interesting for a talking point out there. We have now seen two potential investors. It's tough to know a full list of investors or ambassadors or people they are partnered with, but two people they've been tied to in the past couple of years, both being rapper, artist Sway Lee and Juju Smith-Schuster, who we've already talked about, a star athlete for the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers, have both left the organization. Yeah, and I think it's <clears throat> important to note that FaZe Clan was really the first org to come forward as the best option for people like these to invest in. You 100%. Know, they have these, like, you know, the certain level of rapper cred. They bring this certain level of energy and excitement and, like, really audience engagement you don't see in the same way <clears throat> from other orgs. It really resonates with a lot of these personalities, I feel. Yeah, FaZe Clan has definitely diversified their portfolio probably better than other uh, any other esports org when it comes to the entertainment industry. Mm. And so I guess it's a giant question that, you know, even us, uh, our two minds alike, we like to hear you guys' responses too. We don't know why these guys have left. Obviously, Juju left to create his own team, Team Diverge. Mm -hmm. Conflict of interest to be invested into one esports org and then start your own. A little, little problematic, yeah. A little problematic yeah. here yeah. and there. Eventually, <laughs> down the line, obviously, I don't think he would act on that conflict. But if you guys understand what a conflict of interest is, you know, what if Team Diverge eventually is one of the biggest esports orgs and he's still invested in FaZe? Yeah, man? right. You wind up with like <clears throat> Team Diverge and FaZe in the grand finals, and Juju's like, oh, I can make uh, money off of both. What's yeah, better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then you have a guy like, like Sway Lee, who is now, ironically, mm. left FaZe Clan as a previous investor to join what is, by some eyes, a rival who have taken FaZe employees, that being Xset, mm. and he's invested what he calls big figures now into Xset instead. Yeah, we've heard various numbers from that deal, like somewhere <laughs> between... <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, sorry, my sorry. guy. Yeah, yeah. I know the interview said that it's he legal. was. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys missed the Rolling Stone interview. They literally said that Sway Lee during the interview was chain smoking joints. And then he goes on to say that he invested eight figures. And then Xet comes back and is like, like oh, no. no, no, that's not, that's not that's all not accurate. That's not what it was. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> One of the best interviews I've uh -huh. seen in a long time. Hilarious. So I guess we'll end it on that. We don't know why these guys are leaving. Maybe they see better opportunities elsewhere. Mm -hmm. We can't really speak to as to what that means for FaZe Clan because Absolutely. they still have plenty of partners, plenty of investors. They're still probably one of the top orgs when it comes to like celebrity engagement. Oh, they'll keep know, on bringing them yeah, in. Yeah, personalities. Absolutely. This won't halt a thing, but it makes me curious, you know, what Juju and Sway can now do apart from FaZe and what they saw in FaZe that did not mean a future with them. As per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. Audio listeners, YouTube listeners, thank you so much for giving us the time of day. We really do love rambling with all of you guys. And with that, 
Xanifer, give him that good old Yaka Goutro. Yeah, I'm glad to, my guy. You know, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts on the go on your mobile phone, you know, wherever. Uh, as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network, that's P R E E D I C T I O N. Just type that in, and you can find us right there alongside a lot of, a lot of other fantastic esports and gaming news podcasts. Um, you know, you can also find our daily esports news coverage at Esports Talk on YouTube, esportstalk.com as well for some of the stuff we don't get to cover on the channel. That's still very important. And if ever you feel the need to reach out to us, share a kind word, share a story, just here's our phone numbers. Yeah, (laughs) not phone numbers, Jake. We're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, you you can hit us up at the P.O. box. Send us a letter. Yo, I love letters. It'll get directly to us. We just filmed our first P.O. box unboxing video. So again, going to give everybody a direct shout out. You know, believe by all means, send us a shout there. Uh, We're on Twitter at talk underscore esports, Instagram at esports underscore talk. By all means, reach out. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We love you guys. We'll see you back here next week on the Esports Rewind podcast. Okay, bye-bye. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.